Finding solace in opening new windows. John Dwyer talks to Bridget Dawson about songwriting, tour memories, classical music and the joy of a good birthday present ahead of their performances at Le Gatou 2021. This year, multi-instrumentalist, vocalist, songwriter, visual artist and record label owner John Dwyer is one of the guest curators for Le Gatou 2021. His curated programme features, among others, San Francisco musician Bridget Dawson, who Dwyer performed with for many years in his band OCs. After releasing the debut record of her new project, The Mother's Network, last year via Castle Face Records, Dawson will be taking to the festival stage this November with psychedelic outfit Sunwatchers. Dwyer can also be seen live at the festival, both with OCs, as well as for the live premiere of Ben Arcana, the group he formed last year drawing inspiration from prog and krautrock, jazz to avant-garde improvisation. Ahead of their performances at Le Guess Who, John and Bridget got together for a conversation about their songwriting methods, tour memories, finding solace in classical music and the joy of a good birthday present. This conversation was initiated by Bantmag and can also be read on their website. Visit eng.bantmag.com. Hey, this is John Dwyer with Bridget Dawson. Hello. Hello, doing the interview. Here we go. <laughs> um, so this past year, with all the pandemic and the shutdown, tell me what you want to tell me about your past year. Um, we'll start there. That's a heavy question. That is a heavy question. So it'll get much lighter fare from now on out. Okay. So a few, let's see, a few weeks before everything shut down, I think in the States and in the UK, I, my mum got really sick. And so I flew out to England thinking, you know, I was going to help care for her and probably that I would be there for a few months. We would uh, knock, knock it out of the park, you know, and, mm-hmm. and really make a difference. Um, but then the pand, you know, the world realized that there was this very serious pandemic happening and borders shut down and um, also care for people who were ill became really hard to get because you, you know, when someone's at risk, you can't um, just have anyone willy nilly, especially then when we didn't really know what was so going on. So you couldn't on. go to the hospital necessarily easily? No, I mean, the hospitals were crowded in England and... Uh, People were super, you know, my, my folks were really scared because they're older, my mom was at risk, you know, and we just didn't know really quite how to manage it. I have an amazing picture of both of them going to a hospital appointment and uh, my parents are dominators and they shield it up and it's, it's one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. They have like rubber gloves on and like hazmat suits mm-hmm. and face shields, but they're grinning and acting like total idiots. <laughs> um, but it's a good example of, I guess, how we just didn't know how to manage this. But I ended up staying for a year and two months, and uh, and it was, it was so it was my year was during the pandemic was almost as if in some ways the pandemic wasn't happening because it was completely focused around just caring for my mom mm-hmm. really and helping my dad care for her. Right, mm-hmm. right. And how were things in the the UK during that? Like, I mean, you weren't out very much, right? Well, that's the thing. I was in this tiny little seaside town called St. Leonard's-on-Sea, and it's not really crowded. And in England, you didn't have to wear a mask outside, just if you were inside. So I went for walks every day on the beach. 
think usually you twice a you day. and everybody yeah everybody was all you could do walking became very popular this year it was so beautiful and a lifesaver so in a way i i did i just saw my parents i made one friend who thankfully i had met at a gig the year before so and somebody common with music yeah it was another musician and um we would figure out ways to go like you know bring tea and thermoses and sit down by the beach or a bottle of wine or, mm-hmm. you know so that was it that was my world was incredibly small right, right yeah were you able to make any music or play at all at, at first before my mom got um needed more care um i wrote a bunch a ton of lyrics every time i would walk i would sing and then i'd sing into the phone like a complete idiot mm-hmm. and <laughs> um but a ton of ideas right but then as the year progressed that I didn't have any time to, to kind of flesh those ideas out. Right. So I guess I'll be doing that now. So you have a bunch of uh, uh, young demos yeah. on the slate. Oh, no, they're, they're as what you would call like, a, um, they're very wavering and noodly. Mm-hmm. But they're ideas, you know, okay. they're there, yeah. What, did you have any instruments? Yeah, I had my childhood recorder, which I, I learned to play record. I did a screaming solo, John, that you would love <laughs> on one of the demos. And um, I brought the Mellotron with me. Nice. Oh, it's small, yeah. yeah. And um, I bought all these weird percussion instruments right before it locked down. Actually, I just thought, I'm going to need some, some stuff to write with. Um, I got a djembe, which I think, I might have the name wrong. but like I the think, hand drum. Oh, maybe it's a hand drum. But I got this one weird instrument oh, gym- that, that creates a thunder sound. Uh-huh. Like uh, a spring in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're awesome. talking about. And then another one that's... You can't use that enough. The whole record I, should just be you God, singing the, over Where that. I used it was amazing. I was like, this sounds so so ridiculous and then another one that was just a single string in between a kind of a um bending pieces of wood Mm -hmm. with a drum at the bottom and so you pluck the string and bend the pieces of wood and it changes the pitch of the string like a talking drum kind of yeah i guess so interesting um and then like a tambourine and awesome ankle bells so this is the material you're going to be working with coming up now that (laughs) things are opening again yeah it is yeah I kind of fleshed it out, and I did write a lot of lyrics, which... That's good. Yeah. Writing lyrics is some of the the hardest part of uh, songwriting sometimes, so I think if you have that to start, that's a, yeah. that's a good and, place to start. And I never think of lyrics first, usually. I, I always think of the sound. About, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. So the lyrics almost are like secondary, but they're also so fun. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it starts out without a song, it's just poetry. You know, yeah, And you can like, absolutely... journal or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have this wealth of, of stuff you can go back to. So I've been transcribing that all from, you know, into like one notebook. So just think. like this interview will be transcribed by some poor person. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you looking forward to playing shows again? I I am. I feel a little bit nervous and I feel really under rehearsed. Well, you have but time. that'll come. Yeah. Just time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, who are you going to be playing with in Holland? Do you know what the band will be yet? Yeah, absolutely. It's the Sun Watchers. I mean, we're going to be playing together really as... I tried to set up a tour where we did a double bill every night. Mm-hmm. But um, that's really hard to book right now for Buzz, for our, for our bookers. And so I think what's going to happen is it's just going to... Sun Watchers will be the, my band, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be the Mother's Network, right, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. What's the instrumentation, do you know? Yeah, uh, Jeff Tobias will play horn and keyboards. I think I'm going to play some keyboards, um, percussion, jam on guitar. We're not sure about 
bass quite yet, mm-hmm. and Jason Rivera on drums. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And Pete, I'm, Pete has kids. Yeah, so sure. it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah of for course. Him. Yeah. He's a fantastic bass player, as yeah. you know. Yeah, I do. Walk so, me through, let's say, for instance, with the Sun Watchers, um, your process of getting from point A to the finished product. So, like, starting with the the lyrics you have that you're transcribing now from your phone recordings of you singing an idea, um, how would you get that to the finished product of, let's say, your last record? This time... Oh, like how we did the last record? Yeah, just... Or, you know, if you're comfortable with the way that worked, I assume you'll be doing that again, kind of, with these I guys. I kind of want to do it a little bit differently this time, a little bit. All right, tell me but, how you want to do it. Okay, so this time, I would like to have the arrangement more or less nailed down. Although what was wonderful with the Sun Watchers is that they were the least arranged songs, and they were completely live. We just did two takes of each, and that was really beautiful. Those guys are very good at... Yes. grabbing onto an idea yeah. as well. Um, and I've realized that I want it mostly to be live, this this next album, mm-hmm. um, because that's how I know how to do it, yeah. really. And, and it's it has a liveliness to it. I think you'd have to be really, really good, to like you do, with OC's recordings. I mean, the bass is always live, but all that stuff that you overdub on top of it. Usually with us, it's um, all scratch tracks are live. So, like, first guitar bass, drums, keyboards, and then maybe a scratch vocal. And these days I tend to do over my vocals again because they sound like shit in the live room and maybe add an extra guitar and shakers and synths. But for the most part, the band is still, still pretty much live. Yeah, we're all standing in the same room. And yeah. it really... I it think changes it, it, doesn't it? I think it gives it a, a live excitement that is... There's something to be said for tracking when you're doing one thing at a time yeah. because you get a much more focused... Um, bass to work from so like if you just record drums alone in a room you have a lot more room to work with the drum sound if there's nothing else going on in the room whereas if you have loud guitars in there and shit that sort of dictates where the drums are going to end up but what I like about the method that you're talking about is that something that goes over to the record is in fact going to be close to what people are seeing live so you can manipulate it to make it different live but the, the crux of the idea of the song is still going to have the main root of what you did in the studio because it's yeah. live in both. Because that's been what's been hard to reproduce with, you know, I sang a lot of that's harmonies rehearsals. with myself. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and so then you've got to find someone who can sing harmony really yeah. well. You know. God, fucking good luck with that. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard and it's hard doing it live as we know. You, you know? should get Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz is our French booker, by the way. <laughs> we love him. Um, so this magazine is Turkish. Have you, ever, have you ever been? No, I have never been to Maybe Turkey. Maybe you could... Get Buzz to book you in, uh, in Turkey. It's fantastic. You've we, been, we, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some friends there. It's amazing. Yeah, I would love to. All those places that we can. Is there anything that you want to say, um, just completely arbitrarily to people? Things that people have asked you about in the past that you want to answer now, or any uh, message of hope for the future, or oh, not to put you on the spot? How about let's start simply. What do you What do you envision now that things are? supposedly slowly opening up again what do you want for you for the for the for the rest of this year ideally i th- i think maybe i admit for this year to keep it really simple because it was a hell of a year last year um to keep it simple like play well mm-hmm. um have a good tour yeah. enjoy being out on the road again um and then beyond that like just as far as 
as life goes, like mm, seize the moment because life is very, very short. Yeah. And um, you know, there are certain things that I cared a lot about before going to look after my mum that I find I I can't even muster up the caring for anymore. Mm -hmm. Things like uh, you know, like your day job. Yeah. And that's that's really unusual for me. I think a lot of people realized this year that they didn't like their job yeah, yeah, to begin with. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of friends who don't want to go back to what they were doing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? And they're like, I have no fucking idea. That's how I feel. And but I, that's okay because, yeah. like you said, life is short. And yeah. I think grabbing onto the moment is a wonderful way to look at things because you never know what you're not going to have till it's gone. Yeah. But also the fear that people get from doing things like quitting a job, like some of the best decisions in my life had to do with quitting things like a window will open when you close a door you know like yeah. getting fired from a job and being devastated like having somebody yell like Dwyer you're fired and being like <laughs> oh no and then a week later being like thank fucking god you know like <laughs> not realizing how much I didn't like it until I had gotten some separation yeah you know I'm really excited about the prospect of you doing this tour in Europe I think you'll have a really nice time and yeah. you'll finally get the much deserved um time for you on the road to yeah. soak up the world, you know, and not have me or the other clowns uh, gumming it up for you. You'll have these nice New York boys. <laughs> um, what about any uh, any stories you can think of from back in the day when we used to tour together that you think are funny? Here, here's a good one. No, actually, no, I can't tell that one. Never mind. <laughs> I know, there's so many where you're like... <laughs> um, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. What are my favorite? My favorite moments are like when we were out of our minds and, uh, you know, and all I could do was hang on to your belt loop as we ran through a festival. <laughs> oh, or, yeah. Uh, my brother looking at us, a video of us trying to put up a tent in Australia and going, you know, because I'm the older sister, so normally not like out of my mind. Like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm you a know? bit concerned. I watched you try and put a tent upside down. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Some of my favorite memories of you are... Um, when we would play at the SF Eagle, the Leather Daddy Bar, where they would give you the pint of wine, <laughs> yeah. a pint glass full of shitty red wine, and you would drink a bunch of it, and we would be waiting to play forever because we'd be opening with all our friends' bands. And then right before we'd play, I'd see you, and your hair would be totally unhinged, and you'd be like, John, I'm totally wasted, and your teeth would be all gray from drinking wine, and I'd have to talk, I'd have to talk you down from the ledge and be like, you're going to be all right, you're going to be all right. Um, you know? Um, I remember, you know, like in all these years past, so I remember is, I remember no hard feelings. I remember total camaraderie and like the the wonderfulness of being part of something that you really, really cared about. Yeah. And like the sense of purpose that that gives you. Yeah. That's what I remember. We had a really good time, I That's, think, considering. We did. You know, we were lucky. Yeah, so like, lucky. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. like, um, just, I, I have totally tragic memories as well, like standing out yeah. in the in the rain, looking for Mike with the mic being wasted with the van key disappearing and we're oh, just in the gosh. rain. But these are funny stories now, yeah. you know. Um, we emptied that entire van and the keys were underneath oh, the Oh, that was actually a final. different night. That's, oh, that's a different yeah. night than what I'm talking about. That was a fucking miracle that yeah, night. Yeah, it was a though. miracle. But also, you know, uh, are there any, how about this? Are there, who are you excited to see at this festival? Is there anyone that you know of that's playing that you're excited to see? Uh, this is going to sound pretty dorky, but I'm actually really excited to see Bent Arcana and what you do uh -huh. with that. I mean, besides somebody you know, not me, but I appreciate that. That'll be fun, yeah. I think. The band that I have for that is much like the thing that you're doing, a really ringer band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know that John Sermon is playing? I did not know yeah. that. 
He's not announced yet, but I'm sure by the time this comes out in Turkish, in the Turkish magazine, it won't matter anymore. But, uh, yeah, John Sermon is playing, which is very exciting because for somehow with me and you, just the fact that he's an English improviser reminds yeah. me of you a lot, and I think it'll be really cool to see him. I think yeah. we have other friend Anna, yeah. a friend of ours who... Uh, she does travel, but she's definitely coming because of that. You know, uh, Faust is playing. You haven't looked at the schedule at all, have you? I did look at the <laughs> schedule, but I don't think Faust, Faust was on there. Faust is playing Faust 4, I think, with a string section. Oh, my God. Um, there's some other surprises that I can't mention, but uh, what about, Is there are there any contemporary bands right now that you're excited about not related to the festival? Anybody you can think of? Hey. We're going to pause I, the I interview. I already shot already. Hey, how you doing, man? Oh, sorry. That's okay. We're only going to be another minute. Okay. So fuck off, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, has there been any music lately? And it, how, I'm gonna we'll start conf- with contemporary. And I'm going to we'll- confess that I have, this last year, I've had my head deeply, deeply in the things that I was doing. Of course. So bar people, I did listen to a ton of music, but mm-hmm. what people were, that people sent me, but almost all of it was older stuff that I had never listened what, to before. Okay, so this year, what music kept you psychically... Uh, whole. There must have been something okay. that you were. I actually listened to a ton of classical music. Classical music, yeah. And um, my any my, particular. Uh, I worked my way through the. My dad had this great men of music, time life great men of oh, music yeah. record I collection. Oh yeah, I have that. The big box sets. You have that too. Yeah, yeah. I found them in the trash. And he bought them for twenty bucks in yeah, Santa like Cruz. Yeah, it's like Debussy and yeah. Beethoven and. Uh, so I just kind of worked my way yeah. through that. Like I started. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. It's piles of right. It's like ten records so per box. Puccini. Yeah, yeah. And and like they have they have it's it's curated really well, yeah. right? Like Leontine Price, who's yeah. my my fantastic, my basically one of my favorite opera singers ever. Yeah. My childhood record of mine was Porgy and Bess. Oh, Porgy and Bess. And she it, she's on that recording and she sings, the part of Bess, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know those songs like um, "My Man's Gone Now." Mm-hmm. I don't, do you know that? No. Oh, I'll lend you the record. I would tonight. love to hear. It. Um, it's like staggering, and so she sings on a lot of those Puccini recordings that mm-hmm. are on that, and um, "Oh Mio Babino Caro," you know, which is kind of like a easy listening opera, but it's one of the arias that's beautiful. I think that classical music is a very um, easy place to go to to find solace. Especially yeah. when you're done with heavy stuff, because uh, contemporary music definitely. I was actually thinking the other day while listening to, uh, uh, I got an Art Tatum box set of oh, yeah. 13 LPs of him just playing piano by himself called the Solo Masterpieces. But there's a lot of little jaunts he does into the classical realm. But I was thinking about it, and I know nothing about contemporary composition and outside of stuff stuff that I've heard that's like sort of more experimental. It's strange to me that I haven't heard anything, and I'm sure it must exist that is cut from the same cloth as these, you know, uh, great men of classical music history or whatever, that there's no contemporary composers making these giant, like, not Disney movie soundtracks, but, like, mm-hmm. heavy-duty compositions that stand on their own and sound old-school, like, those compositions. Like, I would love to hear some of that. Yeah, that's, you know, my dad would probably have a good answer for that. Yeah, I'm completely ignorant of this world. Yeah, but I felt, I realized, you know, I, listened to, I list, had listened to classical music a lot at work. Mm-hmm. And it would always be like some silly YouTube mix, you mm-hmm. know? And I realized I knew nothing. I just accepted it at face value. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of trying to learn. Realize I love Schubert, like yeah, my granddad fantastic. did. The oldest leader. So you I think know, I like things like singing on it. A lot of live classical music is, I mean, now that things are coming back, but in LA, I don't know about up here, but I'm sure, I've been in the opera a few times here. It's pretty easy to get access to that stuff. And cheap, yeah. cheap, you know? Like, yeah. 
It's not like going to see the Foo Fighters, like, you, you get to dress up and have a drink, and then they make you slam the drink when the, the lights go off. They're like, hurry up, get yeah. in there, you can't bring your drink with you, though. So you're drinking uh, champagne quickly. What about uh, any jazz or anything you were listening to this year that you were digging on, or was it just all classical? Did you take the Sid Barrett route of not being able to listen to rock and roll because it was... No, not at all. I listened to almost every, well, every early um, Brian Eno record I oh, could get fantastic. my hands on. Because imagine walking along the promenades in St. Leonard's on Sea. You're in England. It's springtime. Last spring was amazing. Yeah. Everything's blooming. I mean, it was, it was like wondrous. And um, that's... And and you you're woken up every morning with the dawn chorus of all the birds, mm-hmm. you know, that are, we're going crazy. Here you just get this fucking guy. Yeah, you get time. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, so 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 that you know, really falling in love hard. I, think I do that. Eno I kind also of obsessively. Has a, uh, a parallel with classical music somehow. Like he Absolutely. comes from like a, a history of composition and uh, exploration. I mean, obviously yeah. I'm a fan, but uh, very cool. Just the freedom, the freedom of the ideas, you know, that it doesn't have to... And pretty to ballsy. Really ballsy. I love it when Eno sings just in great his speaking singing. voice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good, great, all the different voices. You know, you the know. people that played on those records too are incredible. Like his band would be like, you know, Robert Fripp and all those guys. Yeah. So it's like oh my God. ringer players as well. For my birthday this year, um, my friend Karina got one of the most amazing presents. There are, there are a few presents in my life that have that, that have happened as if by magic and you didn't expect it and it surprised you and it was, you know, you were just like trembling. It was so amazing. But this, um, this present was, you can get, I guess you can get celebrities to oh, wish you a happy birthday. Yeah. Who I don't know it? if I already told you about this. It's, so it was I forget my, what the website's called, but oh you can get like God. Gilbert Godfrey to call you a twat or something. Americans <laughs> won't know who this is, but it, you, you just mentioned Robert Fripp, and it's Robert Fripp's wife, but I oh, should I know never just... Oh, I know she is. She's the Wilcox. Or the dancer, like the pop star. The pop star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when I was a kid in England, when yeah, I was I do seven, it was my fantastic. first album I ever bought. My, but my brothers defaced the album, by the way. They like Typical. carved out her eyes and colored them in blue and gave her like jagged teeth. And, um, but so she wished you a happy birthday. Yes. Wow, and it was it was beautiful. It was like, hello, Bridget, this is Toya Wilcox and your friend Karina has written to me. And she said that when you were girls, you moved to America and um, you moved to California. Isn't that fantastic? You know, so she's it, basically C3PO. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wonderful. It was it was totally wonderful. Um, well, that's a good person. I don't, yeah, that was a really good person. A friend of mine, uh, Dave Sitek, yeah. who you know. He, him and his bandmate cleverly paid Roger Stone. You know who that is? I don't. He's like this Republican right-wing jackass who has Nixon tattooed on his back, who was friends with Trump, and he, right. he was like inciting the insurrection and all this. He's a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But they got him to do a bunch of those for them yeah. and then edited it. They put in words into his speech and then edited it for themselves to make an ad for their record <laughs> so that it was like him being like hey this is roger stone and uh they like cut it <laughs> up and great. yeah it was really funny and, that's uh, great but uh, i love that people are doing that i, I would i would absolutely I do that initially thinking it was sad but then th- seeing that gilbert godfrey was on there you know gilbert godfrey the comedian he's yeah. like what are you gonna do you know? <laughs> and people just having him say stuff to people just to be irritating maybe yeah. really happy you know <laughs> like but jokes. you can get like gary Busey on there holding his pug or whatever yeah no, this was straight from Toya Wilcox's heart. That's you know, pretty great. It, it, yes. was, it was wonderful. I wonder how many people hit her up, do you think? I don't know. I wonder know. if there's a way to see how many I, I'm going to write, write her and thank her. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, is there any note you want to leave, like, leave this on? 
be very good to each other. I know that that's kind of a cheesy thing to say, but it's important. No. Yeah. Don't be a dick. It's yeah, an easy rule to live by. Yeah. All right. A pleasure yeah. talking to you. Yeah, you too, Johnny. We're going to go drink now. Okay. See Bye. you soon uh, in Holland. Hope. Hopefully, y'all.